I want to kind of finish this series up talking to you about my favorite subject, Radical Jesus. Radical Jesus. And so I'm excited to talk about my best friend, Radical Jesus. Next week, Heart of the City Church is starting a new series called Whisper. Say that with me, Whisper. What is that about, J.O.? Glad you asked. It's about hearing the voice of God. It's about God wants to speak not just to pastors or prophets or apostles. He wants to speak to every one of his sons and daughters. Jesus is speaking today. He wants to speak to you. Sometimes we have to adjust our AM radio to heaven to pick up the sound above all the sounds. But he's speaking and we have to tune in to him. He speaks in other various ways, not just like I'm talking to you. So many times we think, God, I'm sitting here listening to you like I always would hear anyone else talk to me. But Jesus, God's not confined to speak to us in this way. Does he do that? Absolutely. But there is various ways that God speaks. And I think people are interested in hearing the Father's voice and to learn to hear his voice and the leading of his spirit. And so we're going to begin a series next week on Whisper. Right now, we're going to talk about radical Jesus. If you would pray with me, Father, we just thank you for this time. Just ask that you would speak to us. You're already here. You're moving. We thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. God, that you dwell, you set in our worship, you set in our praise, you abide with us. I pray for our guests today that you would touch them. I pray for every family here that you would minister to them, the struggling one, the one fighting depression or anxiety or fear or whatever it may be. Jesus, radical Jesus, you came to set us free and we say, have your way this morning during this time in Jesus' name. And everyone said, when I think about radical, we probably hear that word and we have thoughts towards that word. I, I kind of think of someone who's going to make a real change, someone who walks to a different beat, someone who might bring reform or transformation. They're just a little bit different. They're on the cutting edge. They're on the, the forward edge. Maybe they're radical about health. Maybe they're radical about nations, missions. Maybe they're radical about souls. Maybe they're radical about whales or wolves or the earth. People are radical about a lot of different things, but here at Heart of the City Church, we're radical for Jesus Christ. He's radical for us, and he is a radical kind of guy, God guy, God man. And I believe sometimes radical can also look as, as it were, as a rebel or rebellious and I would say that Jesus is absolutely radical. And I would say that to some great degree, he was a rebel. I don't mean a rebel in some kind of demonic way, but I do mean a rebel. He's a rebel against this world. He's a, a rebel against religiosity. He's a rebel against evil and darkness and sin. So there is a, there is a edge to Jesus that I would consider absolutely radical, absolutely a radical. Jesus did walk to a different drumbeat. He walked to the drumbeat of heaven. He walked to the drumbeat of his father voice in heaven. The Bible says this in John 12, 49 and 50. It says, code red, I, 
For I have not spoken on my own authority, Jesus said, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I, I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, I speak. I think that statement right there is pretty radical because Jesus did, did and he spoke what he heard and saw his father do. Approaching this sermon, I was drawn heavily to a scripture as I was thinking about praying about it even weeks before this, thinking about the radical life of Jesus, the supernatural life of Jesus, the miraculous life of Jesus. And, and a scripture that I was drawn to is a very uh, popular, probably famous, beautiful scripture. And it's out of Hebrews 13.8. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews 13.8. It's going to be on the Sky Bible behind me this morning. When you get there, just smile at me. Not too many smiles. Wow. You can smile. Here we go. Hebrews 13.8. It says, uh, Jesus is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. I just want to preach that for a little bit this morning. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That today, if you were to look up into the Greek, a part of it is this very day. Jesus is the same yesterday today, this very day, and forever. He's the Lord God. He does not change. Jesus was radical 2,000 years ago, and he's also radical today. The same Jesus that was radically walking on the face of the earth and did all that he did is the same radical Jesus of today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, unbroken eternity. This is the Jesus that I speak of today. He's the same today. He's the same yesterday. He's the same forever. What Jesus did yesterday, he does today. You got to feel me on that right there. What Jesus did yesterday, he does today. What Jesus did yesterday, he will do tomorrow because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and, and I, I got on a soapbox last night and I'm going to jump back on my soapbox this service and the next service. And my soapbox is this, and I, I just got to hit it for a moment. I stand greatly opposed those who think, who have a theology or a doctrine to say that somehow when Jesus went into heaven or the apostles ascended or died and passed on, uh, not ascended, but passed on, that somehow the giftings of God has ceased. That somehow the miracles and the supernatural things that Jesus did has ceased. Or, 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 or somehow uh, uh, prophecy and words of knowledge and speaking in tongues and all these things that the Bible speaks of clearly in his scripture has somehow ceased. And I, I just want to echo again one, one more time. He is the same 
yesterday, today, this very day. If you bought into that doctrine, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit just bend you a little bit, just add to you a little bit, transform you a little bit today by his living word. Because the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a word out there called cessation where something has ceased. The, the definition of it is the fact of ending or being brought to an end. And somehow, when the last apostle died, that somehow things uh, uh, just ceased. The, the miracles and the, 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 the healings and, and the supernatural uh, aspect of Jesus just kind of ceased. I got news for you today. That's not true. There is no ceasing. There is no cessation. I don't care if you've been a sensationist in the past. I I just pray that the Holy Spirit breathe upon you in a beautiful fashion this morning. That you would have ears to hear. Because where is your hope if it's all ceased? Why do you even pray if it's ceased? I got news for you. Our God is moved. He changes us in prayer, but he's also moved by your prayers. And the things that Jesus did, he did yesterday, but he does today because it has never ceased. It will never cease. He's the same yesterday. I know I said it. Let me say it again. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can have great hope in that. You serve a God of miracles. You serve a God who opens blind eyes and, and saves the, 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 the absolutely lost. And, and all the power that was then is now for today, according to Scripture, not according to man, but according to his living word that I, that I live and align my, my life to. And, and let me just tell you the next scripture, a portion of the next scripture after that scripture in Hebrews, it says this, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me continue. Do not, say that with me, do not. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. To say that the things that Jesus did somehow ceased is very strange. It is not the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It is not the words of of Jesus Christ. It is some man made all of a sudden, some, you know, somebody prayed for somebody, they didn't get healed the way they thought it. Oh, he has ceased. Tech, time out. He's a radical Jesus. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Sensationist is very strange. It's a very kind of different doctrine. And I just gotta I just gotta get on my soapbox just for a minute on that right there because it's kind of going throughout the church and so forth and so on. And it's been forever. But I want to tell you what, you know, the scheme behind it is the enemy. The enemy does not want you to believe in the words of Jesus, that Jesus actually heals today, and he saves today, and he speaks today. He doesn't want you to believe in the supernatural or the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, that that he doesn't speak through men and, and women anymore, prophecy, words of knowledge, all those things. The enemy doesn't want you to believe those things. Man, if we are a church without the power of the Holy Spirit, we might as well just go and join the Elk Club, somebody. Just a little social gathering. 
What separates us is our faith, power of the Holy Spirit. You can come and you can get saved. You can come and get a brand new life. Come on. You can come and you can get healed by the power of Jesus Christ. He is the God of hope, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you're going to be a sensation that's just kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, just going to, I, I believe that part of it. I don't believe. No, J.O., it all just kind of ceased. You got to, let me tell you what you got to do to the Bible. You got to start carrying paint verses chapters, close to books out of the Bible, if you're, if you're going to believe that today. Amen? No, I, I'm not tearing up the Bible, praise God. It's just a journal. I was at youth camp one time, and I was trying to get these young people to just be all into God's Word, just reading it every day and into the Word. And I said, you can even stand on the Bible. They're like, ah! They did not like that. I was like, oh, I like, I like your reverence for the word of God. He's the same yesterday, today. Why not just believe his word and stand on his word and plead his word and preach his word and pray his word and declare his word and receive his word instead of going, it ceased. Because that's not what Jesus says. That's not who he is. I would rather believe him for more and more and more of his promises than less and less and less of his promises. He did not cease and it has never ceased because he... And by the way, even if you believe in a, like a blue-eyed Jesus, flowing blonde, dirty brown hair with a Hollywood English accent... You might need just a little bit of adjustment on that. (laughs) He would be dark-haired, dark-skinned, dark-eyed, eastern sandals, whatever, eastern clothing. Man, if he showed up at the airport at TSA, they would absolutely take him into another room to search him. (laughs) We need to see your ID. And he would show their ID. You know what they'd do? They'd fall on their face and repent. Listen to his words today, not sensationist, but listen to Jesus' words today, code red. If, you, if you're new and you're like, why does he say code red? Code red, just the red words of Jesus. I was reading the code red. I was reading the words of Jesus this week in the park, and I just sat there in the park, and two or three times I was just overwhelmed with emotion when you just read his words. I mean, it's just like, wow. Listen to what he says, John 14, 12 through 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, I like that, I say to you. Say that with me, I say to you. He just like all into it. I say to you, Jason, I say to you, come on. I say to you, Bob, I say to you, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Where do you get cessation out? Where do you get ceasing out? What he did, you're going to do also. It's not a stopping, it's a continue. And it's even a much mega larger continue. Listen to what it says. And greater works. That greater is larger. It's mega works. It's occupation. It's toil. 
How many know that Jesus, he worked on this earth? How many know that Jesus got tired on this earth? Yeah, he's God, but he's also man. Remember the woman at the well? He was tired, thirsty. Ministry is labor. It's toiling. It's working. These, then these he will do, greater works than these he will do, because I go to my father. Wow, Jesus is on the right hand of the Father, man. He's with the Father right now. You're going to do greater works. Let faith arise in your heart today. Let faith arise in your spirit today that he wants to do greater works in and through you. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Think about, just think about just for a minute of how that could be played out. When Jesus walked on the face of the earth, there was only a very few Christians who would call themselves Christians or other people would call them Christians. There was only a few. There was like 12 disciples and, and then you see Jesus giving authority to them and then you see Jesus giving them authority to 70. And then even when there was 120 waiting on the powerful baptism of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, by the way, at that point had already ascended into heaven. So maybe there's 120 walking around and then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, just absolutely changed by the power of God, gets up and he preaches. He preaches this, 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 this message after he's asked uh, men and brothers, what must we do? He's kind of asked to give a sermon. He starts laying it out. 3,000 people are born again and water baptized and uh, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now there's 3,000 people on the face of the earth who are believers, born again, Christians, the New Testament church's birth, okay? So 3,000, 3,120, not a whole lot of people on the earth back in Jesus' day. Are you following me? Fast forward 2015. Let me show you greater works. Let me show you what's happening on the face of the earth. In 2015, 2.3 billion people consider themselves Christians. Is that greater works? Is that mega? Is that larger? Do you not think people have toiled for people to hear the gospel in the nations? Jason and and uh, Elliot's getting ready to go back to South Sudan to, to help build a church there that they've been pouring into. And, and Stephen and, 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 and Zach is uh, going out to, to France on Tuesday and, and to preach the gospel and connections and what people have toiled. Greater works will you do. It went from like 3,200 people to all of a sudden uh, 31 billion people on the face of the earth. Can I tell you, you're on the winning team. You are to be excited. You are on the winning team. 31.2% of the world's population today. Can you imagine what it would have been in Jesus' day? Maybe a 0.001% uh, or whatever. I don't even know what it would have been of uh, believers. God has been doing some greater works. And guess what? He does it through you and I. Teenagers are getting saved. I mean, nations are being turned upside down. Muslims are having dreams and so forth and so on. It's just wonderful. Can somebody say radical? radical. 
Jesus is the same radical Jesus that he was yesterday, today, and forever. Mark Batterson says this, if we do what they did in the Bible, God will do what he did. I think you should preach the gospel. You know why I think you should preach the gospel? I think when you preach the gospel, people get saved. I think you should lay hands on the, on the sick. I think you should lay hands on people for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I think you should water baptize. I think you should all these do these things because the same thing that happened back then happens today. How many of you know that Jesus preached some really pretty radical sermons? Can I just read a sermon, this morning portion of a sermon, just so that you can feel how radical Jesus is? Now, some of you, you, you may be like, ah, wow, J.O., I came to this church, I'm kind of guest, and, you know, I'm not into this radical thing. I got news for you. I got news for you. Jesus is radical. He's flat out radical to the root, and his words are very, very radical. And he calls us to a very, very radical lifestyle. And you may not be living it right now. And I may not live in, be living it to the place where he wants me to. God, stretch me, change me. But every believer who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he calls you to a radical lifestyle. And that's all there is to it. I'm going to prove it to you today. Here's a sermon. Matthew 5, 3 through 12. Jesus preaches this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I mean, that's kind of blessed means, oh, what a happy man. Happy, poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the, the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful. I can only imagine Jesus is laying this out. I'm reading it, but he was just sharing it from his heart and just like, wow. What a radical message, just hitting things, just turning people's hearts upside down. Blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Listen to this, this is pretty radical. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. He says this, rejoice. Now that's radical, man. You just, you just kicked me, you just throat punched me. You told me I'm crazy, that you're a Jesus freak and you're a lunatic and persecute you because you're a Jesus follower. And, and Jesus, he, he, he says, he says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, say all kinds of evil against you and falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus preached some radical, radical sermons that just absolutely begin to change people and their mindsets because you know what Jesus is after? Like Bobby was saying during Tyson, he's after our heart. Not just, he wants. Later on, he says this. How many of you know that he calls you and I other than just what I just read, he calls you and I to a radical level of purity. Two people think so. 
to a right young people, old people, middle way, I don't care who, he, men, women, he calls us to a radical level of purity. Listen to what the Bible says in the same series uh, or the same sermons, well, kind of like a Jesus sermon series. He says this, 527 through 30, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. Amen. But I say, wow. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Can somebody say radical? If your right eye, oh, here we go. Let's get, let's go a little deeper. If your right eye caused you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you. If that's not radical, somebody talk to me, please. For it's more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. For those who do not believe in hell, I got news for you. There's one scripture right there. And if your right hand caused you to sin, cut it off. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> if your right hand caused you to sin, cut it off, cast it from you, for it's more profitable for that one of your members to perish than your whole body be cast into hell. Now, let me just help you out, ladies. I know you say, oh, that's to men. Don't be justifying the scriptures in the spirit of the scriptures. He wants every one of us, men, women, young, adolescent, every person in this room, every person that believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, listen to me, he calls you and I to be walk in purity. Amen. How many of you agree with that? Jesus calls us to a, a radical level of commitment, a radical level of commitment in our marriages. There was a couple here last night that only had been married for one week, and they were all honeymoon like this, you know, kind of over here. But how about those who have been married 15, 25, 45 years, one week to 50 years, whatever it may be, Don, how, 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 how long have you and Lois been married? 64. 64. 64. I got a little, I got a little, let, let's do a little auction here. Anybody beat 64? 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, so 64 years. 64 days, 64 months, 64 years, same level of radical commitment. Our whole society needs to hear this scripture. Listen to what it says. Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say, <laughs> I love that, to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Can somebody say code red? That's a... That's some radical scriptures. That's a, that's a radical level of commitment. If you're married, if you're thinking about being married, come on. Jesus is a radical God. And he, he, he loves us with a radical love too. How many of you know that? You know, we're going to fall short. We, we fall short as, as humans. And he loves us with a radical love. And he has this thing called amazing grace. So there's a radical middle in the midst of all of this. 
But I tell you what, he wants all of our heart. He wants us to be all in, in our marriages, in purity, in our worship. He's an all-in kind of God. When it comes to love, look what it says, John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Now, that's a pretty cool scripture and, and pretty radical. And pre but Jesus just didn't say it. Jesus just didn't teach it. Jesus actually did it. He laid down his life for everyone in this, war, in this room right now. But he laid down his life for everyone in this world. Uh, think about that. Think about the nations and, and think about if you're in, 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 in Romania or if you're in uh, Asia or, or wherever, Mexico. Or whatever. He laid his life down for everyone because... Even when they were sinners, me, even when I was a sinner, he died for me, died for you. It's a radical kind of love. He radically loves people. Guess what? He wants us to radically love one another. I know that stretches us. It can be very, very uncomfortable, but he wants us to love that way. Jesus also was a radical servant. By the way, this is for free. Just like, oh, uh, let me get my towel Take off your shoes. I'm, I'm going to wash your feet. And I'm setting an example for each and every one of you. Because the greatest in the kingdom is a servant. I mean, just, just right, what Jesus did was radical. He radically forgave. How many of you have been forgiven of any sin? Raise your hand. Because those that don't have their hand right now up is absolutely sinning. Because <laughs> you're lying. You're lying through your teeth. Right? Let's try that again. How many of you have been forgiven of sin? Radically sin. Amen. I like that. Now, I just convince you a little bit more because it's true. He radically forgives. Guess what he does all day long? He forgives us. He laid his, his, his body out. Blood covered us. Covenant to forgive us. Look at this story. This is a very familiar story, but it's a story of, I think, forgiveness and grace. It says, when she had raised uh, when uh, Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, woman caught in adultery in the very act, dragged out in public square with some, you know, some legalistic dudes. He said to her, woman, where are, your, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. Look what Jesus said. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go sin no more. I mean, he, he radically forgives us. I mean, there's so many more scriptures in that whole tone of forgiveness, but he is one who radically forgives. How many know that Jesus on earth, he radically healed people? It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen to what was spoken of Jesus out of Acts 10, 38. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Please don't leave Holy Spirit out. <laughs> Jesus was anointed with Holy Spirit and with what? Power. I got the power. You need the power. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit, wouldn't you and I? 
who went about doing good. That's, that's, say that right there. Say, say that with me. Say, doing good. For all those who have jacked up thoughts, doctrine of who Jesus is, he went about doing good. Guess what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's about doing good right now in your life. Even when you don't even know what's going on, when his love is so much higher than you can even imagine, and, and you're like, where is he? He's doing good. He turns it all for the good. Amen? Went about doing good, healing all. Healing how many? All. Really? Okay, same yesterday, today. Wow. Who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus heals an official's son. Jesus casts out demons. Jesus heals Peter's mom. Let faith arise in your heart today. Jesus healed many sick and oppressed. Jesus cleansed leprosy. He cleansed 10 lepers. Jesus heals a centurion, paralyzed servant. Jesus heals a paralytic. Jesus, a withered hand dude. Jesus heals and raises, he raises a widow's son just kind of out of the coffin, probably in the middle of a funeral. Jesus touched by a woman who without an issue of blood, 12 years, she's healed. Jairus' daughter's back to life. Man unable to speak, he can speak. Heals the deaf, heals the dumb. Blind Bartimaeus, what can I do for you? I want to see. Bam, he can see. Spits uh, in a man's eye. You better have a word of knowledge before you do that. <laughs> Just like. Oh, I spit it. That's all right. Lord, bless that spit. But that's what Jesus did. Wow. I'll clean that up later. Hey, it's just spit. Woman crippled for 18 years. I think it's the woman with the bent over back. You better get the very best of the best, about 20 chiropractors to hook her up. And Jesus heals her. Nothing against chiropractor. You know I love chiropractors. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. I mentioned a few. Do you know what the last scripture of John says about this? I mean, just, just let me read it because I just mentioned a few to you. Look what the last scripture of John says. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, we'd be here for days. But I suppose that even the world itself could not obtain or contain the books that would be written. Amen. That's, I, just, I just read a few. We'd be here for days if we knew all uh, that he did. And guess what? He's the same. What? Come on. Right, Jesus radically challenges his followers' lives. And this is for me and you. And this is very convicting. I got, there's, I call them the radical, there's radical scriptures. God, I need your grace. I need your help. I need your power working through me to walk these scriptures out. But I believe them. And they're radical. And they're a challenge not just to his 12 disciples, 
But because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, it's, a, it's, it's for you and I. Listen to what it says. Matthew 10, 37 through 40. Whew. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Just by the way. If you love your mother and your father more than Jesus, Jesus just said, you're not worthy of him. I think that's pretty radical. This is, this is right. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That's radical. See, if you're a mom, if you love your mom so much, your dad so much, and they believe in such a weird way, and you start doing what your mom and dad does, and they take you off to the wayside, and you're just on some kind of strange doctrine, and, or your kids... Your kids, they start believing a certain way, and it's like, I'm just going to believe this way. And, and you love them so much, you start encouraging that, and, and you start, no, we're to love God more than our mother, our dad, our sons, and our daughters. And you're talking about healthy, and you're talking about good, and you're talking about sound, and your wife wants you to love Jesus more than her. Your children want you to love Jesus more than them, because I tell you what, that's a win. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Scriptures like this will, can really shrink a church. But I tell you what, it's the gospel and it's the Jesus that we serve. And I pray that we all just rise to the surface in our radical life for Christ. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. <laughs> Can somebody say code red? Listen to the radical commission. Listen to the commission. It says this. And he said to them, Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Wow. How many of you know that he, he desires everyone to believe? Absolutely. He died for the world. God's not double-minded. He desires none should perish. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues and on and on and on. It's a radical commission. It's not a radical suggestion. It's a commission. Listen to the lifestyle that Jesus lived, Matthew 8, 20. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds have uh, the air have nest, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Do you guys agree with me that Jesus is a radical Jesus? How many of you deep in your heart, you're like, I just, I just like that about Jesus. I just like that he's radical. He's untamable. He's like a fire. You can't control him. You can't put him in your little religious box. He'll kick out of it all the time because he's God. You didn't vote him in. You won't vote him out. He's God. He's got all by himself. And he's radical. He is. Jesus lived a radical life, and he died a radical life, and he rose a radical uh, from the dead radically. He ascended into heaven radically. Guess what? He's going to come back through the clouds one day radically, and you better be ready. You better be ready. 
you better be ready. He's coming. He will come. 